Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 6 of the One World Podcast. Tyler and Surf here, and today we are going to talk about regret. Um, we're going to dive right into, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say it, nothing in this world should scare you more than regret. And you've probably heard that that statement before, you might think of it as a as a classic cliche, um, whatever, but we are, we're going to talk about it today because me and Sheriff take it pretty seriously. Um, and it's something that everyone, we, we firmly believe that everyone should take this notion seriously that really nothing in this world should scare you more than regret. And when we say nothing, we, we literally mean like almost literally nothing. Um, and we'll go into the reason for that. Um, and we'll talk about like, what is regret? And you know, everybody has their definition of regret. Everyone knows what it, what it is. I've regretted a ton of things in my life. Sure. I know you've regretted a ton of things in your life. And I mean, you, you can't really be a human being and not end up regretting things at the end. And the one thing you can do is, you know, learn from the times that you wish things had gone differently, the things that you regret. And then hopefully, you know, down the road, you, you mature and you become, you know, that person who now makes those better decisions, takes those risks when you want to, and you start to, you know, lose the sense of regret because you are learning from those experiences. And now you're never going to put yourself back in that position in the future. But, you know, what regret originates from is, you know, that feeling of just, I wish I had done something. I wish I had done something about that, or I had done something better, or I had completely changed the situation in a completely different way. Um, and you know, it's, it's that it's that deep, deep wishing of what had been that is that is the you know the sensation of regret and what you know no one no one really likes going through on. So you know, Shirley, like, what do you what do you think the deep cause and like what why does regret actually happen to people? Yeah, it's a good question. A lot of people, you know, I mean, it, it seems pretty simple, but at the end of the day, I mean, it, it comes down to um, as humans, our brains are structured in a way where uh, instinctually we think in the short term. And I don't mean just short term. I mean like the immediate term. So um, quick example being, you know, if you if you put your hand on a hot stove, is your brain going to slow down and think, huh, I should take my hand off the stove because <laughs> maybe in a week uh, my hand's going to be still burnt and it's going to be in a lot of pain. No, you don't think about it. You, you shut the fuck up and you take your hand off the stove. You don't have to think about that. It happens in a split second. Uh, and what that has to do with regret um, is simply we do in the short term whatever is needed to physiologically solve whatever problem is presented to us in that moment. And if you guys remember back to I think episode two it was where we talk about um, you know why why are we so fearful of doing things that are uncomfortable? Um, again, because our body naturally sends signals, uh, our brain sends signals to our body saying, "Look, you're uncomfortable, you're anxious, stop." Uh, and it's kind of the same thing that happens here. Um, it's, it's why we stop things. It's why we quit. And that eventually turns into regret. Uh, so that's really the birth point of regret. It starts at those points where, uh, you know, you do something in the short term and, and you think, you know, I'm really scared to attempt this thing and fail at it. Um, when really the, the pain of that doesn't hurt nearly as much, the pain of doing something like that and failing, it doesn't hurt nearly as much as, you know, never trying it in the first place. And, uh, you know, going on to never, to never actually do that thing. No, yeah, that, but that's exactly what it is all about. And, you know, he, he talked about kind of the physiological side of it and why it happens. And, I mean, think about it. You, anytime, a, a, anything, anytime anything happens to you, your immediate, your immediate, you know, reaction is to how can I alleviate this discomfort as quickly as possible and, you know, go back to normal. And that has to do with, you know, getting out of your comfort zone like Sherv was just talking about. If you're in your comfort zone at all times, there's no there's no way to truly grow. And um, so regret, it might seem like you want to go move back into that zone as you're moving out. But we'll talk about this a little bit later on is, you know, what that what can come from finally making that decision to truly move out of that comfort zone and move on and, you know, take that next step. And a great quote that goes with what Sherv just said is, you know, giving up is the birth of regret. 
Um, and you know, Deshauna Barber um, said that, and it, it really resonates with me a lot. Um, giving up, and I'll, I'll kind of go into you know. I mean, I've told share of the story a million times. I've talked about it. To I mean, everyone who's on Student Painters knows the story, and especially Aaron Griffin himself. And that's who I'm gonna talk about right now. Um, my story is, you know, two years ago, two and a half years ago, whatever it was, uh, my sophomore year at UMass Amherst, when I had just um, heard about student painters, the opportunity to go run your own business, um, you know, just the whole experience of it. I'd heard about it, um, and I was, I had signed up, gone to the info session, um, did the first round interview, and uh, it was the night before my my final round interview, um, and it kind of all started to really click. As to like what what this was going to entail, and you know my at this point in my life, you know I had said I love business and you know wanted to do all these crazy things, and like I, I really I really did believe that I did want those things, but I had never gone out and experienced it, done it, didn't know what it took, and you know I now I'll look back and I have no problem saying that I was just scared, I was just scared, and but my my reaction then was to go and immediately just begin justifying every reason under the sun as to why this damn thing was not for me and how it, well, I couldn't do it. I had, I had family vacations to go on. I had, I had school, you know, I, I wanted to keep my GPA up. I had, um, I, I had two, a, a part-time job I had already kind of committed to over the summer. I didn't really know whatever it was, whatever the excuse was it, that it was literally just that though, an excuse. And so what happened was, so I get a call the night before my, um, my final interview with um, Young Entrepreneurs Across America to see if I was going to get hired to go run my first ever business. And I know I was sitting there and I kind of already had come to the conclusion that I was going to, I was going to give them a call the, the morning of and be like, Hey, you know, I talked to my parents, whatever excuse I was going to come up with and basically say, I can't do this. And I got a call, just a confirmation call um, from Aaron Griffin that night. And you know, thank, thank God, because it, that was the, that was the turning point in my life where during that phone call, he sensed it immediately. My, you know, about about to, whatever I was about to tell him that I was gonna start, you know, bringing up the excuses as to why I couldn't do this, why it wouldn't work, and he 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 stopped me. He was like, Tyler, look, he's like, I know a lot of people. He's like, this is the time, you know, they're about to make this commitment. They get scared, and you know, we had to, we had to talk about kind of why people don't finally move out of this comfort zone and into that next level, and. He, I didn't even give him all the excuses I was going to. I started to, and it just clicked as of like, you know what? This guy is right. He knows anything I tell him right now is an excuse. There's no point in even continuing this. And I said, all right, I'll be there tomorrow. And looking back on that singular moment and that singular decision, there was a, there was two paths in front of me. And I am so, so glad that I had the voice of reason, Aaron Griffin, come into my life and, you know, give me that last final nudge that I needed to make that choice. Because if I had never done that, and I don't even know if I would have known it now, but that would have been one of the biggest regrets up to my life to this point because of the people I've met, the experiences I've had, and where I've been able to get due to all of the things I've gone through throughout the past two years. And without those experiences, I don't know where I would be. It would be in a completely different spot. And I am just so, so grateful for that. The sense that I, I did finally take that step out of my comfort zone and I, 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 you know, I don't, don't regret it for a second. And you know, I don't want to, you know, don't take that lightly because I, I, I don't regret it. And I know it would have been one of the biggest regrets of my life if I didn't take that, that, uh, that tip from Aaron Griffin seriously. So, you know, listen to that story and hear, you know, sometimes it feels like just a small decision in your life, but, you know, look at the future of it. Sort of talked about how, you know, that initial burn, um, you know, you, you pull your hand right off, but next time, you know, something feels a little uncomfortable, whatever, take a step back and look, okay, if I continue down this path, 
Where is it going to put me? What advantages is it going to gain me? And if the answer is none, you know, take your hand off the stove or whatever. But if the answer is, okay, is this a challenge that's worth it in the long run? And if that's the answer, and that was certainly the answer for me, then go for it. And I'll, I'll get back to this, you know, in a few minutes, but I want, you know, sure, if you, you, I want you to talk about kind of your, your own side of this and your stories with it. But yeah, so sure, what, what do you have for a story of like regret and like kind of what have you done to overcome it and what have you learned from that, I guess? Yeah, of course. I, um, a lot of people who I've worked with, a lot of interns and people that we've trained, they obviously um, know the story that, that, that I kind of endured. My first year running my business, um, same as, as Ty, as uh, student painters, running my painting business and you know, you obviously accumulate a lot of sales. Uh, that's really the biggest, one of the biggest roles you have in the business is making sales. And it was my favorite thing. You know, I love selling me and Tyler. I mean, that's, that's really our specialty is, is sales. Um, and I was awesome at it. I love doing it. And, uh, and um, I had at this point probably about, you know, $70,000 worth of sales in my business, which is pretty close to, to, to the mark you need for the entire summer to, to be, yeah, uh, you know, one of the, one of the, yeah, to earn our awards trip, to be one of the top businesses in the country. And I, I, I was on my way. I thought I was all set. And, um, I had already produced about 50,000 of that work. So $50,000 worth of that work had already been done. You know, it was gone. So I had about 20, $20,000 of work, um, left to do. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the phone, uh, I'm on the phone one day um, with, I remember it was one of my painters and I get a, I get a call from one of my homeowners, uh, from one of these people that we were supposed to do their jobs. And they say, Oh, sure. If we actually have to cancel. Um, and you know, he pulled out, it was about a $6,000 job and I was pretty devastated. I mean, that's, that's a solid chunk of business you just lost. So I said, okay, that's fine. Uh, sorry about that. Or, you know, it's, it's whatever. And then I, uh, you know, I hang up, I proceed to go get two more of those calls within five minutes. Long story short, I don't want to, I don't want to drag this out too long about how these calls went and why it happened. But more or less, in, in about five minutes, I lost twenty thousand dollars of sales, and uh, you know that that is almost a third of my business. You know that was that's a third or about a fourth of my business right there. Uh, in five minutes, it was gone, and pain is pain is an understatement as to what I felt. I literally dropped the phone. Uh, it, it just it slipped out of my hands after after I hung up with the last guy. I dropped to my knees. I lay down in the grass and I just cried. It was pain is again, it is an absolute understatement. There was so much pain in, in about that hour or so that I laid in the grass, but the pain of not getting back up would have hurt so much more. And that's like Tyler said, that's really when it clicked for me. Um, and I knew I had to get up. I knew there was absolutely no choice. I shut off all thinking. I need to like well, before you go into what you did. Like I didn't talk about who who called you, who gave you that nudge. Oh yeah, it is funny to say. Yeah, it's Aaron, Aaron Griffin actually coincidentally gave me a call while I was lying on the grass. So Aaron saved uh, saved two lives here on this podcast. But um, <laughs> shout out to Aaron. He's, he's he's done a lot for us. He knows that. But um, you know, he calls me and he says, "Sure, what I heard I, I heard about what happened. Like what, what's going on?" I say, "Yeah, I just lost twenty thousand dollars of sales." He goes, "Oh, that's awesome." So shut the fuck up. What do you mean that's awesome? <laughs> so yep. we we laugh about it now, but he goes, no, 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 hear me out. Seriously, this is awesome because this is this is where your story begins. This is where you this is where you become great. Um, you know, you were awesome up to this point, but this is where you become truly great and, and unstoppable. If you can get past this, which you will inevitably one way or another after you get up out of that grass, you're going to become unstoppable and have one hell of a story to tell people. Um, and that's anyone. That's future employers. That's friends, family, whatever it is you're going to be able to tell that story. I said, shit, yeah, you're right. Uh, funny you bring that up, Tyler. That's a good point. Um, but anyways, as I, as I was saying, you know, it, I was I was in so much pain, but the pain of not getting back up, 
is what I knew would have hurt so much more and for so much longer. So I did not even have to give it any second thoughts to make that decision. The decision made itself. I shut off all thinking and I got up. I got up out of the grass and I started knocking on doors. I started knocking on doors and asking people, hey, do you need your house painted this summer? Because I needed more work. I knew I needed more sales to be able to hit my goals and to run the business I needed to run. Uh, and that, at the end of the day, that's, that's the difference between, uh, between failure and regret. At that point, a lot of people would say like, oh, I, I hit a failure or I hit an obstacle. That is really not what happened. The failure would have been if I laid back there in the grass and did nothing about it and just cried for the rest of the day. In the morning, I call Aaron. I say, you know what? I'm done. I can't do this. There's no way I get another $20,000 of sales to replace this. Like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to call it quits here. That, that's really what the difference is right there. Instead, I got up out of the grass. I started knocking on doors and I started asking people, do you need your house painted? Because that's what needed to happen. That's fucking fear. And a lot of you people do not understand that. The fear of doing something because you're afraid to fail it, it's, it's, that's bullshit. The fear of quitting, which is ultimately failing, which ultimately becomes eternal regret, now that is real. And that's fucking scary. And that's really what I wanted to talk about. And that's really what got me out of the grass that day. Um, and at the end of the day, metaphorically, it should be what gets a lot of you guys out of the grass. Don't be afraid to try something and fail at it. You only fail at it when you stop trying it. Uh, only truly fear regretting it for the rest of your life. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, we talk about it literally as, you know, you should not fear anything more than regret. Um, And we'll talk about, you know, there comes a time in your life when there's a, there's a time to make a choice and there's a, there's a, maybe that those two paths appear to you and you have to decide what you want to do. I know, you know, a lot of our listeners are listeners are just coming out of school or maybe about to go to college or maybe, you know, entering the early stages of the workforce or maybe in their early thirties, um, you know, still have, you know, so much time for them in their early forties, whatever. And this is, this is actually kind of exactly what I want to talk about, no matter what your age is. And, um, you know, people always come, you know, coming out of school, I know I go home all the time. People come, you know, what are you going to do after school? Do you have a career yet? Do you have a job? Are you hired? This, this, this. And it's almost like, you know, they, they lay out this timeline in front of you and start doing this checkbox method and say, well, you've done this. Have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? And it's like, well, for me anyways, I'm like, oh, back it up. Like I, I don't like that. I don't like that structured timeline of my life. There is no timeline of my life. My life is what I make of it. And that is true. And it's like the most every aspect of what I just said is a universal truth. Your life is what you make of it. And I'm going to give a quick example. You know, I I talked about people coming out of school and everything like, so don't, don't feel the need to make a, a blanket statement to make yourself feel like you just appease the person who asked you. If you don't know, you know, you're going to feel better leaving that conversation saying, you know, I, I don't know, I ha- kind of just became interested in these next few things. I'm looking more into it. I really want to pursue my passion and do that, you know, so I don't want to hop in anything, anything too quick as opposed to being like, oh, yep, I'm going to be a lawyer. And like, you know, maybe like that, what, maybe that's an, like a somewhat of an idea you've had or you've been pushing that direction or whatever, but like, you know, don't feel the need to have an answer to everything that an adult asks you. And this is what I want to kind of get into is like, what, what are we defining as an adult? And so many people look at it as an adult as, you know, oh, well, you better get ready for real life. School's almost over. College is almost over. Like, it's like they're implying, you know, the fun part of your life is over. The adventurous part of your life is over when I cannot disagree with that more. It, it, that does not have to be true. And it's not true for many, many, you know, what we consider to be adults. It's, it's not true. And I'll give a quick example. And this is where I wanted to go with this to Steve Acorn, the CEO of Young Entrepreneurs Across America. We've talked about this a million times. Um, but Steve Acorn, this man is in his fifties. Um, you know, he, he has, you know, 
uh, half head of hair. You know, he he apparently <laughs> I we loved it. And Steve Steve's listening to this, he'd be fine with it. This is what Steve looks like. It's his appearance. Like he looks like a you know you know middle mid fifties whatever. Like that's who he looks like. When you talk to this man, you would he bring he gives off the excitement of like an eleven year old kid at Christmas. <laughs> Like who just opened up a brand new baseball bat, whatever it is. This man was the most electric person I've ever seen enter a room in my entire life. When two years ago, me and Sherv was sitting in that training room, and this guy entered the room, you, it, it, he had more energy than all of us 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds combined. And it was for, there's a couple different reasons why he had this. I mean, Steve Acorn, he's done so many things in his life. He's extremely happy with the things he's done um, and, you know, the kind of the, not the accumulation of, like, accolades and stuff, but more of the what he's been able to, how many people he's been able to empower, yeah, really. Yeah. The, the the lives he's been able to change through his mission, through his vision. That, you know, that gives him that inner peace of what he's done. But there's a reason he's still so excited. We talk about that, you know, always wanting to be better, always wanting to be better. And it simply comes down to the fact that Steve Acorn is excited about the future. And the reason he's excited is because he he's done it in the past because he knows that anything can happen. He can go out there and make make a change, make this, make that, and he can make an improvement, whether it's to himself, to something else. He has just this childlike excitement within him that, you know, the energy flows out and infects a room, and it comes down to the excitement. And I don't know if you guys are starting to realize a trend here, but we talk about the OKRs and everything and how you, you don't really have an objective if you can't get excited about it. And if you're not excited about your goal, you're never going to fully achieve that goal, and you won't ever get that full sense of fulfillment that you want to have, that you're striving for. And that stems from the basic, the basic decision, the most micro thing in your life. And for me, it might've been that point of, Hey, I have too many family vacations. I can't do student painters. I don't know what that tipping point was for Steve Acorn, but the choices that we made now allow us to go down this different path that we at one point thought might not be right, might be too scary, might be dangerous, but taking that first step, doing it for the first time, now my perspective has flipped, and now I have that childlike excitement for the future, for the unknown, as opposed to fearing it, being scared of it. And Sheriff touched on it with his, you know, what he was talking about right before this, how you know, fear of fear of regret is a true, true, true fear. Fear of it not working out or fear of it failing, that's that's something you can overcome. That's a choice you yeah. can make. And uh, But the fear of regret, that is something that should actually genuinely scare, you know, scare the living shit out of you. And that is because it comes down to a choice that you're able to make and all it really involves is, you know, getting out of that comfort zone. And sometimes it's for the first time, sometimes it's for the second time. There's really, if you keep pushing yourself like Steve Acorn does, like me and Sheriff continue to do, there's, there's no reason. No, there's always you develop a new comfort zone and then you step out of that one and you develop a new one a little bit higher a little higher above that and then you step so there's always continually somewhere you can push yourself and we talk about this all the time in the mom mentality someone's always coming after you strive to be your better self it all goes together and you guys I'm sure you can all kind of see that and feel that coming together and that sense of how this all relates to each other and it starts with those you know those micro decisions those micro actions that you can control and that you know just being that, that being grateful being excited and how that all spills out down the road in the long term so you know next time you you put your hand on that stove not literally don't go put your hand on the stove next time you get uncomfortable wait it out see if it's what you were looking for see if it's going to pay off in the long run and like i said if it's not Great, hop out, you learned it, now go do something else. If it is, give it a little bit more time. 
give it a little bit more time and see if it's going to be the right thing to get you to pursue your passion and achieve your overall end objective. And if you can start to do that, that's when we, you know, we keep saying, you know, the happiness will start to come into your life. The success will start to come into your life. Um, you know, the freedom, all of it, the true sense of fulfillment will happen. And that's kind of where I wanted to, you know, wrap up my points for today. Um, but I was sure if you want to close any uh, closing remarks. Yeah, guys, it's, Pretty, it's pretty damn simple. Don't be afraid to leave your hand in the fire. Don't be afraid to stay in that uncomfortable situation for a little while longer and push your push your mind, push your body. And at the end of the day, that's the only thing that's going to get you to your goals. Fantastic. Yeah, well, hey, thanks for uh, joining us on this uh, episode six of the One World Podcast. In uh, episode seven, we have a very, very exciting announcement, um, and we will, uh, we will talk to you then. So have a great rest of your day, and uh, stay excited. We'll see you guys. See ya.